Let's get some coffee. This is the Overland Voice. Our team is traveling all over the world. I'm so excited to be able to reach you with this podcast. And just wanted to take time today to share share the discussion with Rachel, who is deployed in the middle of the earth somewhere in unknown locations with her husband and just wanted to chat to you. Welcome. Thank you. To the Pastoral Podcast. Just about a topic that we deal with, which is really the storms of life. You know, nobody is immune from conflict. And we talk about this in the team and it seems like it comes over and over the, the topic and a new person comes in and we talk about it again, which is fine. You know, it's great. I wanted to take this opportunity today to really get your perspective on it. You shared at the headquarters during worship and I just felt of the Lord to say, hey, come, let's sit down. Let's talk about this so the whole team can hear. And yeah, I just, I just uh, thank you for making the time and Tell us about what the Lord spoke to you, uh, just about the storms of life and that revelation that he gave you. Yeah, um, the idea of the storms of life is something that has been very personal, very real to me, to us um, in the past several years. And, And this idea that the Lord has been walking me through is really the faithfulness of God in the storms of life and what that means being God's faithfulness to us and what it means to be faithful in the storms of life. And there's this song that we sing. I feel like I can sing the entire song and not one line of it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a very literal person, so it's true or it's not true. So I say it or I don't say it. And there's lots of songs, there's whole songs about it, but there's this line that it says, I will not be shaken. And I understand the idea of what we're trying to communicate with that sentiment, that when the storms come, we are wise men who have heard the word of God. We are obeying. We've built our house on the strong foundation. We're not the foolish who hear and don't obey, who build on the sand and fall and collapse. But but the reality is we're all shaken. And if if we stand in this firm idea that I will not be shaken when we are shaken, then we can come into a place of shame and condemnation because we're not supposed to be shaken. And it it can create this inner turmoil in us. And the reality is we're all shaken. There are storms in life. And there's a verse in Psalm 75, and the psalmist is speaking of God in the first person. So God is saying, when the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it is I who keep steady the pillars. And it says when the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it doesn't say if. So good. It doesn't say if the inhabitants of the earth totter when the earth is tottering. It says when the earth shakes and everyone who is in it shakes, we are inhabitants of the earth. And so there are times of shaking and we are caught in the midst of it and our whole world can be shaken. And it's very scriptural. It's very biblical. It's not wrong. It doesn't mean you're out of faith. It means there's a storm and you're being shaken. Right. There's, there's a tendency to sometimes say, 
what did I do? Or Lord, where are you? Or this kind of posture, right? Of, right. of shaking should not happen to me. Right. Or, or how about this? Victory lies in the unshaken. You know what right. I'm saying? Like and I'm in victory when it's not being shaken. This. And at the same time, yes. at the same time, not to excuse shaking. You know, because because there's that other side of the of the coin that says, "Oh, it's okay. You don't have to contend. Right? Just this. It is what it is. Right? How do, how do you see balancing that in the scripture when it comes to to this shaking? Yeah, I what I clearly see in this this verse in itself. It says, "God is saying, when the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it's I who keep it steady, and trusting that the Lord He is steady and He steadies." us. And like you were saying, there is this tendency when we encounter storms in life to get very introspective and very self-focused on what did I do wrong? Where am I not in faith? Where do I need to be? We get very inward focused and then um, we just lose, we can lose all orientation in that place. And the shaking, it's not without purpose. God's not up there like, I'm bored today. Let me just shake some stuff, see how they react. Um, I've been targeted on the internet by videos of plants, and I don't mind it. I accept it. I watch all the plant videos. It brings <laughs> calming. And I saw this video where this guy's walking around his, like, orchard, and he's walking around, and all of the small trees, he's just shaking them as he walks by. And it kind of looks ridiculous, but what he says is that when you shake the small trees, it steadies them and they grow stronger. And I don't know if that's true or not. It was a video on the internet. And yet the Lord in that communicated to me that we are being grown into oaks of righteousness that are steady. It doesn't mean the storms don't come. But as we're growing in the storms, we are being steadied. Like that verse says, um, when the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it's I who keeps steady its pillars. It's the Lord who steadies us and he grows us into oaks of righteousness where we are steady people. In the midst of the storms and the shaking, I have walked through many of them. I'm still in some of them. And and I found myself in this place where I was very quickly aware of I can control nothing and I cannot predict how this turns out because there's so many elements around us at play there's so many things that i cannot control mm -hmm. and my whole world around me is shaking and so i had to find what can i count on what is steady and dependable sure. when everything around me and under me feels very shaky and what i found is that the lord is stable that he is the unchanging one. He is the one who steadies himself. The word <laughs> steadies us. There's truth in the word, and he is the word of God made flesh. And so it's in the scriptures and it's in Jesus that we find stability in the storms of life. In those places, I was I was asking myself and I was asking the Lord, what can I depend on? What can I expect? Because I'm going to wake up today and I have no idea what to expect. Mm -hmm. No idea what today is going to hold. No idea how it's going to play out. What can I expect? And the Lord, he's so good and he's so faithful. And he said, you can expect me to be faithful. 
You can expect me to be faithful to my word. You can expect me to be faithful to you. And in Psalm 119, verse 89, it says, Forever, O Lord, your word is fixed in the heavens. A promise from God is the same as the fulfilled word of God in the eyes of the Lord. He's seeing both at the same time. Mm. So when he's speaking to us, he's seeing what he's saying, but he's also seeing the fulfillment of that. And so it's the same. And so we can expect when God speaks, he will be faithful to that word because he's already seen it fulfilled. And when he's speaking to us out of his scriptures, we we can depend on forever. His word is fixed in the heaven forever. It is stable. And when we have a word from the Lord, whether that's a prophetic word, whether that's something we've encountered from the Lord personally or something of the word of God that's become alive to us, we can absolutely depend on God to be faithful to his word. So, so good. Let me ask you for someone who, two things. One is someone who finds themselves in the middle of the storm and would probably agree with you, right? And like, oh, I know the scriptures and all this stuff. What would you say to them? Because, I mean, you can speak maybe of, of a storm you've been on and, and, Sometimes positive thinking is not no, the solution, right? It's real. Or, or I memorize scripture. Yeah. What would you say to the person that maybe they're listening and they're like, I hear you, but I don't see a way out. I don't say this storm has been around for a while. You know, it's not like, can... it's not like a one day storm. It's like, a, you know, it's, it feels like for an eternity. What would you tell that I person? can absolutely identify with that feeling. You can do anything for a week. You can live in a hard place for a month. But just personally, I'm going on two years of storms back to back to back to back, Mm. just in our life, in our ministry, in my body, like just Mm. in every area that are enduring. And what I've found is exactly what you're saying. Like, I understand the word. I know the scripture. And yet here I am. (laughs) Here are all of these emotions. Here are all of these things. And and honestly, it's the next verse that that the Lord brought me so much life in. And so Psalm 119 verse 90 in the ESV version, Mm -hmm. it says, your faithfulness endures to all generations. And originally when I was thinking of that, I think what I pictured was God with this like big Santa bag Mm -hmm. and like a big spoon. And Every generation, he like scoops out faithfulness and he's like, faithfulness for you, (laughs) faithfulness for you. And the bag never runs out. It endures to all generations. There is sufficient faithfulness. And I think that's how I was picturing it. And then I began to read other translations and I began to study into that. And the New New Living Translation says, your faithfulness extends to every generation. And so what I began to picture was like the arm of the Lord reaching through from Adam to Abraham to Moses, like reaching through every generation until he got to me. And it began to be very personal that it's not just God scooped out faithfulness and dumped it into my life. It's sufficient, but it's isolating and it's separate from Mm others, what I began to see was these words in the Bible, they are my story. 
They're not just stories that I can get hope and encouragement from, but I'm very connected because the arm of the Lord extends, the faithfulness of the Lord extended through these stories into my story. And the Passion Translation says, His faithfulness flows from one generation to the next. And, And I pictured it like an ice cube tray where you fill one in the corner and then it just flows into the next and into the next and into the next. And I, again, began to see like the Lord poured out faithfulness in the beginning. And it's that same faithfulness that has flown through, like extended through, flown through into my life. And the faithfulness that I need, the stories that I need, the miracles that I need, He's done them and I see them. And it's not just encouragement to me that if God did it, then he can do it now. But it's that same faithfulness that he showed to these people. It literally is flowing into me. And so it's not disconnected. I'm not disconnected from these stories that this is my story in these words of God. And so in the shaking of the storms, we can count on God to be faithful to his word and to be faithful to us because we're found yeah. In these yeah. stories, it's the same faithfulness. It's not disconnected. And so it made me feel very um, settled and steady in the words of God because they're, he's faithful to those words. Yes. And it's my story as well. You know, as you were talking about that, that ice cube tray and that picture that it brings, it's also interesting the word says, you know, from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. We're part of that. Right, yeah. you can't be a lone a lone wolf. You can't. God's going to use you to extend His grace to the next generation. That's what's important to win. You know these these trials or this this war of thinking, if mm-hmm. you would, because one is it's real, it's happening, it's okay. We're shaken. It's fine. <laughs> Two is is don't lose your way. Don't don't lose your your faith because mm-hmm. that is that is the the belief and trust and, and hope is, is what the battle's for but three remember it's not about you mm-hmm. it's God's God's using for instance we're recording right now you know someone may may watch them this may may hear this and it would have been this ice cube spot if you would that's mm-hmm. pouring into the next person and then God's going to set that person free and then he's going to use them right it's the same word but it's going to happen through us, how awesome is that? That, mm-hmm. that you don't have to be, you know, alone in this in the storm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is okay. So, someone listening is fine. Praise so, Jesus. The, the sun is out. There's no drama, right? You're sober. Like, everything's going great. It's those those moments where everything's going great. Yet your your mate, your your friend, your 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 other. Uh, missionary friend or family member they're going through a storm mm-hmm. what how do you speak to them how do how do you with love encourage them to not lecture or not you know but kind of use this yes to reach them i think the first thing that we have to do is we have to remember that the lord put us together and that we are a team and that we are a family and the lord has put us together in this time out of all the generations, out of all the times in history, he picked us to be with who we are with wherever we are in the world. The Lord asked me one time, 
he showed me this picture of like, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And it was like this grape vine. And I saw these like grapes on the vine. And I'm like, oh, I'm the grape on the vine. you know. And he's like, what's next to you? And I'm like, more grapes. Yeah. And he's like, did you get to pick those grapes? No, they're just yeah. the other grapes that grew next to me. Yeah. And the Lord was saying, like, I'm putting together you with other people for my purpose, for my glory, and for your good, because mm-hmm. he knows us. And he knows exactly in this time who is on our teams, who is next to us. And he's done that on purpose. And we have to remember that that it's not always about us and that... If it is going beautifully, which I pray that it mm. is, it's for the sake of being able to build up the others around you and trusting that in the day where there are storms in your life, someone around you will be strong and able to come into that right. place with you and help to steady you in the midst of the storm. So good. So good. And uh, thank you for spending the time with us. And I think it's going to be a blessing. And also, you know, I think the key is there's a difference between if you lose your job is one thing, but to become unemployed, like in in you, mm-hmm. you know, it is a different thing. If you if you lose your house, it's different than feeling homeless. You know. Losing a house doesn't have to make you homeless. Losing a job doesn't have to make you unemployed. Having a bad day doesn't have to make you mm-hmm. depressed. You know what I'm saying? Like someone betraying you doesn't have to make you betrayed. Right. That, that's a posture we take. Yeah. Right? Someone offends you, it doesn't have to make you an offended person. Mm-hmm. You know, so when circumstances make us, same thing is when someone pats our back, it shouldn't necessarily have to make us proud. Right. right, we exist as we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Paul was able to endure all difficulties, but none of those him being shipwrecked did not make him shipwrecked in his heart. Oh my God! Why is this happening to me? Look, I'm all wet. I can't. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. you, you almost take the shape of the issue. He's yeah. like, okay. Something that the well, Lord spoke to me last year. He said a sentence that was in that same vein of what you're saying. Um, like I alluded to, it's been a very difficult, stormy season of life that that I've been walking through and standing in and feeling the waves and figuring out how to be steady in the Lord. And and um, and the Lord said to me, He said, "In Christ, it's possible to to experience trauma and to not be traumatized." Come on. That we can go through things that are traumatic, things that are very difficult, not just I'm having a bad day, but we can go through seasons of suffering or traumatic things. And yet in Christ, he was traumatized in himself for our trauma. And we don't have to become traumatized, even though we endure trauma. And so in the storms, in the sufferings of life. We can experience them, and they're real, and yet it doesn't have to pull us off course. It can reshape us Mm -hmm. because the Lord is constantly rebuilding us, and yet it doesn't have to leave us in the place of forever traumatized and unable to stand in this situation or these types of things. I think that's a perfect place um, 
to kind of leave this thought because you're you're right. No one was more traumatized than Christ for doing nothing wrong, mm-hmm. right? Nothing wrong. Disciples left him in his moment of uh, you know highest crushing in his soul in his body. Fully the guys, vulnerable. The guys everything. couldn't stay awake, right? And yet, and yet, when he was risen, he referred to the disciples as his brethren. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, tell my brethren I'm alive. Go tell them what it's what's beautiful. happened." Yeah. He didn't say those lemons who betrayed me. Right. Now here comes payback, baby. You know, it's right. like he's back. He did not choose to live in that, which was his right. Mm-hmm. No, I was treated wrong. What do you mean you don't believe in me, right? Mm-hmm. We can walk in that. In fact, he said, follow me, mm-hmm. which means we must be loved. Thanks for listening. Join us again right here for Coffee and the Overland Voice. Check, please.